Surrey Animal Hospital is suing a former client over a series of TikTok videos criticizing the treatment her dog received at the clinic. The hospital is claiming the videos are damaging the business's reputation. And the lawsuit is that's filed in the BC Supreme Court. The clinic said that the dog's post-surgery infection was the owner's responsibility. And it accused the owner of posting the videos knowing that her story wasn't true in an attempt to drag the reputation of the animal hospital through the mud. The dog owner, Vera, posted a first video of her and a coworker shouting at each other. And this was on TikTok. That video racked up over 800 thousand views and then it was followed by more posted videos about what Vera says were the uh, animal hospitals failings very complicated to talk more about this we have Daniel Reed an associate counsel with Harper Gray good morning Daniel good morning this is a fascinating case is the lawsuit about defamation slander what is it about so, yeah, defamation is what the lawsuit's about, and slander is a form of defamation. So uh, slander is spoken word. So if you say it uh, to a neighbor over a fence, that's generally considered slander. Libel is a different type of defamation, and that's where it's written or permanent, such as in this case, in the form of a video that's posted online. So this is a, a defamation case involving a libel. Okay, I think a lot of people hearing this who themselves have posted online before complaining about uh, some service they've received um, are thinking, oh, well, I could get in trouble for that. Could they? Potentially. Um, And that's why it's such a fun and tricky area of the law. Um, There is a defense to defamation called fair comment. That's what lets you go to a restaurant, eat a meal and say, you know what, that meal wasn't very good. If you express a legitimate opinion based on true facts, there's a defense to defamation. Where people get into trouble is sometimes it'll exaggerate facts or they'll get the facts wrong. So if I were to say I went to a a restaurant and, and the dinner wasn't very good, but I didn't actually go or I made up what I ordered or I made up something that wasn't true, I'm not allowed to just say, well, it's just my opinion if I'm saying factual things that aren't true. So it's a tricky area of law. Um, that's why lawyers uh, get involved, and, and, and none of this is legal advice uh, generally. But uh, generally speaking, you can get in trouble for reviews. Uh, the defense of fair comment wouldn't apply if you get the facts wrong. Okay, so if this uh, dog owner uh, had only stated facts that were true um, and that she had, I guess, evidence of that being true, then it would be considered fair comment. Where it steps over the line is when the elements are not true, correct? Yeah, potentially. That's that's potentially the case uh, uh, in, in a lot of reviews. If someone says things that are factually untrue, um, they can't turn around and say, well, it's just my opinion. If they get the facts wrong, the defense of fair comment won't apply. But these days, with everybody being uh, their own editor and posting on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, um, people think that there's freedom of expression to say whatever they want as they see fit. That's exactly it. I mean, we live so close to the United States, and the United States has really, really, really strong protection for freedom of expression. In Canada, we have protection for freedom of expression, too, but we also have stronger protections for reputation. So it's a balancing act. You have freedom of expression, 
But if you defame someone, there may be consequences for what you say in the form of a judgment against you. So what might the courts be looking at in this case? Well, all sorts of things. They're going to look at what are the exact words that were said. Um, so uh, was it just here's the interaction that happened uh, or, or did it say things that were factually untrue? They're going to look at uh, opinion. Is it actually an opinion or is it a statement of fact? It's not an opinion to say, in my opinion, uh, the chef at the restaurant last night came out and punched me in the face. That's a statement of fact. That's not an opinion at all. Uh, they're going to look at the motivation. So some of the defenses will turn on whether or not someone knew what they were saying was false at the time or if they deliberately said it to damage reputation. So there's a whole host of factors that a court's going to look at before making a determination. One, was it defamatory? And two, even if it was defamatory, do any of the defenses of, to defamation apply? So it's a very case-specific. Every time the court looks at defamation, it looks at the very case-specific facts of each case. And, and Daniel, the technology here, the social media app, TikTok, would seem to be an important factor. Do you think the courts would take into consideration the, the age of the dog owner and the demographic of uh, the users of TikTok? You know, I think the courts are going to take into uh, account the reach of the defamatory posts, if they are indeed defamatory. It used to be, if you were complaining about a business, you complained to your spouse, your neighbors, your coworkers. It's a pretty small group of people. Now, uh, with things like TikTok, Instagram, social media, the audience and potential damage of these statements is so much broader. It's alleged in this claim that over 800,000 people viewed uh, some of the posts that were posted online. So, that is something we've seen here in Canada, the courts take into account how big a reach people have on the Internet, because that dramatically increases the amount of damage a defamatory statement can have. And what about recording interactions? When are people in Canada legally allowed to do so and when are they not? Well, as with everything, that is a really tricky question. So each thing is, is, is case specific. Um, generally speaking, uh, recordings can be made uh, as long as one party and two parties is aware of it um, and in public spaces. Where it gets tricky is when you introduce the concept of privacy. So our Supreme Court of Canada has said in, in a criminal case recently, um, you can have an expectation of privacy even if you're in public. If you're sunbathing on the beach, you might be okay with the people around you seeing you, but you might not be okay with someone videotaping you, tagging you, and, and, and posting it online for everyone to look at. So privacy is a really tricky concept as well, and it really is case-specific. Generally speaking, though, um, it is okay to video in public places. That's a general statement. Again, not legal advice, but sort of generally sure. how the courts have approached things. Yeah, and yet recordings can potentially at times protect a consumer or protect a patient in a private setting, but that's the scenario in which they're not permitted. Is that right? Um, it depends. Um, so as long as, as one person uh, knows that they're recording, so, so holds up the video and says, I'm recording you in this business, Generally speaking, that will be on site, although the business would have a right to say, I'd like you to leave now. I don't want you recording. Please leave. Where it can get tricky is the second example you used about a patient. Say it's in a doctor's office and there's other patients who are visible. Um, that might run into real privacy concerns because you're, you're not just videotaping the, the staff member you're interacting with, but you're videotaping other people you know, at that, that clinic or, or somewhere else who may not want to be videotaped and disclosing private information about them. So, just like with defamation, privacy is a tricky concept. Generally speaking, 
uh, videotaping an interaction with a business, as long as they can see that you're doing it, as long as you're doing it above board and you know you're doing it, um, that's something that, generally speaking, uh, is, is okay at the above board. And in the case that we're talking about today with the Surrey Animal Hospital suing the former client, if the animal hospital wins, will that set a kind of precedent? You know, there's been a couple of cases in BC recently. There was a, uh, uh, there's been a couple of cases where someone sued a wedding photographer. Um, uh, there's been a number of cases where businesses have sued people who have left defamatory reviews on sites like Yelp or, or Google reviews, and they've, they've been successful in doing so. Um, Every time one of these cases comes out, I think it does send a message that, uh, you know, you have to be careful in what you post and say online. Um, that said, there are cases where it's done the exact opposite, where, where starting a lawsuit uh, just draws more attention to a business and you get other people coming out of the woodwork and saying, hey, something similar happened to me too. So it, it really uh, can be a tricky thing for a business about whether or not they want to actually go ahead and start a lawsuit. Sometimes it, it works out well and works out in their favor. Other times it, it just causes more damage than uh, the, the online reviews did in the first place. What do you think the lesson is here for someone that would be posting the review? Always be careful about what you post. Um, it's really easy in this day and age, if you have a bad experience, to pull out your phone, fire off a TikTok, a post on Facebook or Instagram. There could be consequences for what you say. And, and I always like to say, is if, if this isn't something you would like your parents or a judge or your, your, your teacher in elementary school to say you're saying online, maybe think twice before you post it because it can get you into legal trouble in some circumstances. It's very fascinating stuff. Thank you, Daniel, for being with us today. A pleasure being here. Thank you.